Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good on the week. Last week it was... Another golden day. It's a fantastic Friday. What's Super Saturday? Super Sunday. Dubbed Big Wednesday. But tonight... Hello, welcome to a very big Tuesday. It is Census Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our census right here. We'll be filling it out um, throughout the show. Just going through the questions here. Do you do any unpaid volunteer work? Well, we work at Channel 10. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in our household tonight, Mal Tresina unpacks the weekend show and Titus O'Reilly will be dropping by with sport. Plus we're joined by, get this, 24 Aussie Olympians and a very special guest, bronze medal ballet boxer Harry Garside joins Ooh. us. Yes. Exactly. But first, let's start with a clip that I love this week from news reporter Jacob Emerson in the States and I feel like it needs no introduction. Taxpayer money and it'll destroy thousands of acres of wildlife. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> Um, get this on camera. <laughs> <laughs> to the continuing COVID crisis across the country, and it's been a big week, or as Greg Hunt calls it... On weekdays, all five days uh, during the, uh, uh, the weekdays in the last uh, uh, seven days. <laughs> well, the Coalition called the week two days with more on the way, so... <laughs> That's what I call it. Look, we'll have full coverage of all the latest outbreaks. Victoria's COVID outbreak. Sydney's COVID outbreak. Queensland's COVID outbreak. Adelaide's fruit fly outbreak. <laughs> have more on that. Good news, the bananas are self-isolating. Exactly. <laughs> but let's start in New South Wales. Sydney's battle with the Delta variant rages on. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get the latest COVID figures from senior New South Wales health official, Dr McAnulty. I don't have that figure. We can get that back to you. I don't have... We'll have to get back to you. I don't have the specific details. I don't have information. I'm just not across that. Should I let you take that? Yeah, sorry. Look, thankfully, Health Minister Brad Hazard was on hand to take control of the press conference. Sorry, I'll come back to you. Minister... Can I... Sorry, can I... Can I come back... Yeah. Sorry, so I'll come back to you. Uh, Minister, I plan to bus you 12 students. Come to you next. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, He's the new host of Q&A. Um, although I think this update should have been made a little earlier. Of course, it will be the same arrangements as applies in the Newcastle area, which is effectively the Greater Sydney lockdown area. Um, and on that note, I think um, I've covered... Oh. I'd like to leave it to Dr McAnally to cover the unfortunateness. There, uh, there have been some more deaths. <laughs> I mean, talk about burying the lead. Um, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have used that word. Um, right. There's one person in the household. Um, <laughs> Still, the advice in New South Wales remains stay at home, uh, as legendary singer Jimmy Barnes is doing. I drive the neighbours crazy and rehearse my band in there, you know. So the neighbours are really loving. They're really nice. He's joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to 
Victoria now, and you get the sense this guest isn't wrapped to be speaking to News Breakfast. Lisa, I was supposed to be in Cairns today, uh, riding a motorbike to Cape York, and here I am chatting to you guys. <laughs> I mean, I wake up with depression. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Look, the message from Victorian Premier Dan Andrews is clear. This evening is go home. Go home and begin that lockdown. Snuck in for my last beer so I can get used to being at home for seven days. <laughs> I love that guy's technique of just wearing camo. Thinking he's gonna <laughs> slip through the, the gaps. And clearly some people are still ignoring the warnings. Too many people who aren't listening to the warnings. This man ignored all the warnings. Have ignored the warning that I played you early this week about Jane Fonda. Actually <laughs> <laughs> important. Hey, look, in Victoria, they've opened up drive through vaccine clinics. How do they work? Well, it's kind of like the drive through at McDonald's, Ange, except here, instead of getting a Big Mac, you get a big jab. <laughs> right. Can I have clots with that? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> hey, still, lockdowns are a big blow to regional tourism operators who this week fronted the media and were happy to take questions. To keep people attached to their business. Ken, you want to jump back in? <laughs> Any other questions for me, guys? Look, uh... <laughs> no, by the looks of things. Any, anything for me, guys? Hey, look, someone who did get questions this week was the Queensland Deputy Premier. I think we can go to him now. Going to get up um, possibly early for... and Actually, is that him there now? We'll t go there now. Good morning, Queensland. Uh, we've just finished our morning uh, COVID briefing with the Premier. It was just amazing someone was watching. <laughs> the one thing we all need to be getting is the vaccine, as Greg Hunt explained. To get a COVID-19 vaccine. It can save mum's life or dad's life. Or, so not both. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to choose your own adventure. Um, Greg Hunt was on the ABC's Insiders on Sunday and proved you don't need an interviewer if you just ask yourself your own questions. All of these things are about saving lives. The same with the border measures. Have we done it before? Yes. Can we do it again? Yes. Do I believe in just the extraordinary... Uh, uh, community spirit of Australians and how they're coming forward to be vaccinated, yes. So do I have hope? I absolutely do. Minister, we appreciate your time. This morning. Thanks for doing that. We appreciate your questions. <laughs> Amazingly, he still claimed left-wing bias, which was <laughs> so bizarre. And look, Alan Jones went a step further and proved you don't even need to ask questions in an interview. And yet here you have a health minister sitting in his office signing a law described as an order under the Public Health Act. No cabinet... No debate. We're just treated as mugs out here. And people in southwestern Sydney and people in Queensland now tonight are being told, oh, just cop it, just cop it. There's no compensation. Melbourne have now just been shut down. There were most probably restaurants and other people with fruit and veg and meat and everything to sell. It's gone. They lose that. Who cares? No one. Who apologises? No one. Is there compensation? Nowhere. And you have to sit again tomorrow at 11 o'clock and listen to another lecture about all of this and call it democracy, David. Give me a break. Give us a question. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
Moving on. Uh, and after two weeks, the Olympics finally wrapped up, much to the delight of everyone here at 10. Thank God. Uh, thank God. It's the first week, it was gold, gold, gold. Since then, I think the bar has lowered a fair bit. What another amazing night for Australia. Silver in the high jump and a very emotional bronze medal. <laughs> and a very gutsy disqualification. <laughs> One phrase was on everyone's lips. Stephanie hasn't sunk in. It hasn't sunk in yet. Hopefully it sinks in. For that to sink in. It hasn't really sunk in yet. It hasn't quite sunk in yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't remember filming that, but... Um, <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. It's just sinking in. Uh, and after two weeks of non-stop Olympians, Sunrise returned to their traditional guests. Right, coming up, Mariah Carey's ex. OK. <laughs> right. Look, at the end of the Games, all eyes were on the closing ceremony. The end of the Tokyo 2020 Games has been marked with a fitting closing ceremony. Fitting is a nice word. For another take, let's cross a Channel 9 reporter by the name of, I think it's Debbie Downer. But it was a muted celebration. 68,000 empty seats. There was no mass choreography. There was no big party atmosphere. The bulk of the athletes have already left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Adelaide's Jane Doyle briefly forgot she was on Channel 7, but quickly saved her. A whole lot of household names we've just learnt a love. And a whole lot of television sets that are going, people are going to be clicking around trying to find what to watch now. There's going to be plenty to watch, Jane. The footy's on. That's true, that's true. And the voice is coming up too. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Interestingly, the producers then spun her chair around. <laughs> just by the way, just on that clip, who clicks around on the TV these days? <laughs> we'll be back with more of the team scenes right after this. Medalist standing by, but first let's take a look at the medal tally. Japan and Great Britain rounding out the top four. Let's check in on. Oh, there's Damo again, everyone. He's just putting his earpiece out. That's in Tokyo. Well, that's the top end of the medal tally, Mel. Let's head to page 17. Here it is there. Egypt, just the one gold. Um, I'm surprised. On papyrus, they looked really good. So. <laughs> Fiji, just the one gold. Synchronised snorkelling, I believe. Hey. Look, the glow from the Olympics is yet to wear off. Ireland won their second gold medal. Boxer Kelly Harrington sent her hometown wild. The North Inner City bursting with pride that their girl is in an Olympic final. Did you watch it? No. OK. <laughs> like my mum in this show. Um... She was still clicking around. <laughs> Meanwhile in New Zealand, Tom Walsh got bronze in the shot put and they interviewed someone very close to him. And they caught up with his former PE teacher and coach, Gavin Miller, at Timidu Boys. I'm certainly no expert when it comes to shot put. <laughs> to talk to Tom Walsh's father, who had an interesting take. Well, it was fantastic, really. And, of course, everyone wants the gold, but I tell you what, not many people have got a bronze. <laughs> Good point. Quite literally the same amount of people have a gold as a bronze. Hey, look, Kiwi TV spoke to the family of triple Tokyo gold medalist Lisa Carrington about how they coped when she was training overseas. So when she went to the Czech Republic in her last year at school, I mean, what was that like for you two? Letting your girl go. Well, we went. <laughs> OK, so not that emotional. Hey, look, India had a great Olympic Games, Mel. They won their first ever gold medal in athletics and they were pretty excited. Like a good soldier, he's operated under the radar for quite some time. But Subhidhar Neeraj Chopra is India's biggest medal hope 
for a gold at Tokyo. And at one point, it started to sound more like romantic fan fiction. And his chiseled, godlike physique is destiny <laughs> to his hard work. It's been a big few weeks at the Olympics, and our next guest is an Aussie medalist, a ballet dancer, a plumber. He's a chiseled man with a godlike physique. <laughs> and he's the nicest boxer you'll ever meet. One of our most successful Olympics. Harry Garside. Harry Garside. Harry the Hammer. Picked up bronze. The ballet dancing boxer. He's all about equality and diversity. Greatness is not defined by gold. Please welcome bronze medalist Harry Garside. Hey, young guys. Hey, congratulations. First question, why do they call you Dirty Harry? Great question. I think there is a sexual connotation to that one, so I won't get too far into it. Um, but, yeah, when I was a bit younger, I was a little bit of a deviant, I'll say. <laughs> hey, Harry, Harry, congratulations on the bronze. Thank you so much for joining us. All of Australia are wrapped with your performance. Great to have you on the show because for the last couple of weeks, Mel's been banging on about New Zealand medalists. Um, she she said she wasn't impressed by your boxing I bronze did not medal. Say that. I did not. Please don't fight yeah. me, Dirty Harry. Uh. Have you got a message for Mel, Harry? It's a tough crowd out there, but uh, let's be realistic. Um, New Zealand's beat Australia in the rugby for the past 300 years. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's true. Um, hey, look, Harry, it was your Olympic debut. How does it feel to win a bronze medal on debut? Yeah, it's pretty special, mate. Um, yeah, it was. it's something that you dream about. Obviously, you want that gold medal. That's what we train for. But all in all, I've got a lot to learn. A lot to, like, I learned a lot from this experience. But 2024, I really want to be the Australia's first Olympic gold medalist. So let's hope I can change the colour. Australia's first Olympic gold medalist. I've got a little bit of a... Um, we've won, you've won quite a few golds already. <laughs> in, in 17, these Olympics. Yeah, right, right, right. Harry, you don't have to take that from Mel. Um... <laughs> If you two got in the ring, what? <laughs> how do you think? How do you think Mel would go in the ring with you, Harry? I actually think pretty well, pretty well. We might have to get a little bit jelly, jelly wrestling potentially. Cool. <laughs> okay, Kitty, Harry, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is? Well, I'm quite tall. What? How tall are you? <laughs> Uh, 178. I'm not sure what that is. I'm I'm so, 185, yeah. so I think I could probably just do one of these guys uh, <laughs> on your knees, just let you swing. Um, I did. This is a very laboured joke, but I'm going to try it. Um, won't, won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> so you and your brother um, both have worked as plumbers. Um, when you got the medal, did you go? Did it? Did it? That's exactly what I yeah, did. Exactly. I, I've come dressed as Luigi tonight as well, so I thought it was only fitting. Hey, Harry, just getting back to the boxing, you won gold at the Commonwealth Games in 2018. How does this one compare? Uh, the Olympics has always been the dream. So the day after I woke up after the Commonwealth Games gold was changed my phone background to Tokyo 2020. Uh, so it's always been the Olympics, and, and unfortunately I didn't get that gold medal. But as I said, I learned a lot from it, and... Uh, I hope leading into the 2032 Brisbane Olympics that like the next generation of boxers are inspired and, and athletes as well, fingers I, crossed. I thought you were saying you were looking forward to the 2032 for your career. How old would you be <laughs> when that rolls around? I'll be 35, so I would still be eligible, but I don't. it's a young man's sport, amateur boxing. I'd probably get the shit punched out of me. <laughs> See, whereas jelly wrestling, you can go, you can go all the way through. <laughs> 
Yes. Hey, Harry, where are you? So you've been at the Olympics. You're now in hotel quarantine. Uh, judging by the background, the set of Antiques Roadshow. Where are you? <laughs> where are you at the moment? Uh, so I, I arrived today in hotel quarantine in Brisbane. It is pretty vintage behind me. Um, so it's my first night here. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be questionable for two weeks, but is what it is. I've stayed in worse. Now, Harry, famously, you've done a bit of ballet training as well, and ballet and boxing don't normally go hand in hand. Can you tell us a bit about your training? Yeah, so the ballet I started about two years ago, and I've always wanted to start it. Um, I come from a bit of a country town in, in Victoria, and, and um, I didn't want to tell too many people that I liked movies like High School Musical, Centre Stage, <laughs> and Centre Stage. Unreal. Um, so I kept that to my, I, I kept that to myself, and... My mum always knew that I liked ballet and in 2019 she got me a couple of ballet classes and I fell in love with it almost instantly. And have you ever met the reverse? Have you ever met a dancer who's too aggressive? Uh, <laughs> have you ever... No, actually, no. Um, <laughs> I, I notice your nails. Are, they, are your nails painted? Can I have a look at those? What, what, what have you got on there? All right, so these are the Olympic rings. I got them done in the village. So each colour is the Olympic rings. Um, so yeah, I just got to, I was going to wear a dress to the opening ceremony just to sort of like break stereotypes. I feel like there's so much push on us as humans about roles that we have to play, but um, I'm grateful I didn't wear the dress. I didn't want to offend anyone or take the spotlight away from the other athletes on the team. But this is just my little way of just saying you can be whatever you want to be. Aww. That's a lovely, that's, absolutely. That's a lovely message, Harry. Although sadly, being on Channel Ten, we can't actually show your fingers anymore because of the Olympic <laughs> ring copyright. So, but it's a lovely message nonetheless. I, I can't say I expected this beautiful, poignant response from a guy called Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> the boys back home are going to be loving this. Hey, well, speaking of the boys back home, Harry, before we let you go, have you got a message to your family and your fans? I just want to say a massive thank you and I love you all to bits and I can't wait to have a couple of beers with you, Dad. I only drink beers to be accepted by my dad, so I can't wait to have a couple of beers with you. On that note, we've got to take a break. Yeah. Back with more of the Chiefs Saints right after this. Let's just binge watch some stuff. Rosehaven. Hacks. The Voice. I do love watching The Bachelor. An iconic Australian survivor moment. Juiciest season of the block. Said job done when he kissed her. Better than the Olympics. Stream it anytime you like. What is zest lemon? The world of entertainment never stops and neither does our cultural correspondent. Please welcome Mel Tracina. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Look, here's something I never thought I'd say. What's news with Paris Hilton? <laughs> what is going on? She has started a new TV show. It's called Cooking with Paris and I am loving it. It is on Netflix. Actually, I should say Sliving It, which is Paris talk for living your best life and slaying it. Uh, there are six episodes and each episode the fabulous Paris Hilton invites a celebrity friend over to be her sous chef. Uh, guests include Kim Kardashian, Demi Lovato, her, her mum and sister. So... The definition, obviously, of celebrity gets a little bit stretched <laughs> as the now, series goes on. We are the last three people who should be making that. Just <laughs> <laughs> watch yourself. Yes, but Tim said, I never ask what's new with Paris Hilton. I've seen your Google search history. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not slout of it, which is Paris for. <laughs> Uh, in every episode, Paris struggles with pretty much all aspects of cooking, even basic utensils. Is that a peeler? I think this is it. Is that the same thing as a blender? Nice. Do you have tongs? What's a tong? Thing like a, that picks up things. I didn't know it was called that. I just called it like the picking up thing. Right, just like up. <laughs> a colander. Is that the thing with the months? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think my favourite is episode five, when she tries making a turkey. We get a glimpse of the real Paris Hilton. Hello. Hello. I pre-ordered a turkey. Oh, under Paris. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Is that a dick? <laughs> I mean, look at you. Uh. Like, who the hell invented like stuffing a turkey's ass with like fruits and vegetables? <laughs> Someone who is a huge perv. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know she did the exact same move on Rob Mills? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's talk free to air. The Bachelor continues here on Ten. There was a med medical emergency on a group date on Wednesday when Holly declared, "Just feeling really, really queasy." Okay. <laughs> yeah, it turns out she'd swallowed too much seawater during the date challenge, which was to see how much seawater you can swallow. Okay, <laughs> uh, the producers were so concerned that she was immediately rushed to hospital in one of the show sponsor's vehicles. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're faster than an ambulance. <laughs> The next night was a special cocktail party. I'll get Jimmy to explain. The theme of tonight's cocktail party is spirit animals. Yeah, which oh, was wow. it was pretty pointless. Was he, was, <laughs> was he dressed as the Bundy polar bear? What <laughs> <laughs> animal was that? He was meant to be the, a wolf, I think. Oh, um, God. He's, he's been guzzling too much seawater, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, The Block returned on Sunday, season 487. <laughs> My early favourites are Luke and Josh, who we first met, you would know this, Tim, on Love Island Australia. Yes. Oh, Those yeah. are some high-vis vests we would like to see more of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and while the boys have no actual renovation experience, they're feeling confident. Yeah, we've got no renovation experience, but we've been around houses our whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with so much reality TV on right now, I'm starting to get this feeling that every show is kind of bleeding into the other. Uh, for example, The Bachelor has gone a little survivor. Uh, you'll each take the board, run it down to the, uh, the water's edge there, and then out through the surf, around a buoy, come back in, touch the other person's hand, and then the other person goes. Sadly, it went a little Bondi rescue. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Survivor has morphed into the block. Oh, we'll start to see all like these branches and stuff. We're renovating. As for the block, they've decided to combine Big Brother. So you'll all be bunking down together. With the voice. And Farmer Wants a Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Home and Away, and for weeks, Channel 7 has been teasing a huge bombshell in Summer Bay. Well, last night, we finally got to see it. <sighs> all right, Dean. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Dean failed his driving test. Yeah. He gets a parallel park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just finally, there's been a lot of talk about the upcoming series of Big Brother, and Seven have finally released the lineup. And I think I recognise. 
3.5 of them. Uh, there's Caitlyn Jenner, probably the biggest international name. Thomas Markle, brother of Megan. Then there's Danny Hayes, who was on this year's regular season of Big Brother. Not sure he's a V or an I. He's a P. Um, <laughs> there's only 12 housemates, so once they got rid of the anti-vaxxers, the neo-Nazis and that um, ambassador turned serial killer, they okay. were only left in those episodes. Okay, great. The removalists didn't make it in this year? <laughs> Maybe <Sometimes. it's. laughs> uh, I want to leave you with this, though. It's a highlight from last week's Lollapalooza. It was Megan Thee Stallion performing WAP, but it's not Megan's performance that has everyone going crazy. It's her sign language interpreter. Enjoy. I feel I've made that mistake where I've been at a club trying to gesture for my friend to get me a drink and got it totally (laughs) (laughs) misunderstood. I actually actually know a bit of Auslan and I can translate that. She was saying there are 29 cases in the greater Sydney region, so (laughs) that's what that technically is. On that note, we've got to take a break. Thanks, Mel Tresina. Back with more right after this. in the cheap seats and there's been a lot of sport action going on in Tokyo and beyond. Joining us tonight is a man who spent the last two weeks on his couch to give us the complete rundown, writer, podcaster, general man about town. Please welcome Titus O'Reilly. Thank you, thank you. Now, Titus, we're we're filling in our census at the moment. What is your income? Uh, well, for this show, I, they actually agreed to vaccinate me. Oh, it's, it's, it, the one they gave me hasn't been approved yet. Yeah. But, uh, well, what what about you, Tim? I was going to say, it's Channel 10, so it's the Bond I vet with a glove on. And... So you're saying that's not how everyone's getting vaccinated? Check with your GP. Um, well, as you've mentioned, the Olympics are over. Very sad for me. But already they're talking about how we can honour these athletes. And in King Island... Uh, where runner Stuart McSwin comes from, they've run into a bit of a problem on how to actually honour him. Now, the 26-year-old is so popular that the local council here on King Island was hoping to rename a street sign in his honour. Now, no-one was a bigger fan of that idea than the mayor of King Island, Julie Arnold. But, as it turns out, under Tasmanian law, you can't rename a street sign after a person who is still alive. (laughs) Terrible, yeah. They're going to kill him. Don't you hate you can't do something nice for someone because they're living? You know, it's always sad. Now, whose fault is it that he's still alive? Well, you have to blame Australia's chef de Michon, Ian Chesterman, who set this very high bar for the Olympics. When I get emotional, I sort of think about these people going home to their families and that's what we've done. We've delivered them home. (laughs) So he's set not killing everyone. As, you know, I mean, that's like that's if you're the head of a Kentucky tour, not the Australian <laughs> Olympic team. No one died. It was brilliant. Uh, but I don't know. We've talked about it earlier. You, I saw you guys were had a few of these. The parents at the Olympians. I, like, I think they were the heroes of these games. Here's Ariane Titmus's parents celebrating. Well, looks like actually she's lost there, but she's actually won. Well, she's alive. They wanted a street, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all this stuff across in the Olympians, I think it's fantastic. So it made me think, well, why don't I cross to my parents last week while this show was on? And here it is. I don't think that's particularly funny at all. I think it's pretty good. 
you know, even in this time slot, I, I've recorded them for a whole hour. That's all I can show. Even some of the words they said, you Amazing. can't even show. Amazingly, they look younger than you. It's <laughs> incredible. Tim, I've lived a very hard life. And, you know. He's, Titus is 12. Um, yeah, you always get that wrong. You'll have a street in King Island soon enough. So don't worry. It's this new vaccine Channel 10 gave me. It has uh, aged me beyond belief. Now, consider how proud all those parents were. In Japan, it's a bit different. If you win anything less than a gold, you're actually expected to offer a formal apology. So here's uh, Kinchiro Fumita, who's a wrestler for Japan, and he won silver here. Look on how unhappy he actually looks. And this is what he said afterwards. He said, I ended up with this shameful result. I'm truly sorry. I could not pick up the phone. I just didn't know what I could say to my father. Now, he could say I'm second best in the world at something, but to give you an idea of his just set expectations too high, my parents rang to say well done to me and they were proud of me because I passed the COVID test and got negative. <laughs> they really said, we're so proud of you. And I'm like, yeah, I finally did something right in their eyes. My um, parents congratulating me for passing the census. So. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, well done on not getting fined for not doing the census. It's just amazing. Um, compare this reaction to... So if in Japan you get silver and it's shame, compare this reaction in Australia for decathlete Ash Maloney, who only ended up winning bronze. If this young lad wins a medal, which he seems certain to, it is one of the greatest performances in track and field history. 21, Ashley Maloney. Forget Usain Bolt. Or... <laughs> That was the greatest performance. I mean, I can, I, can I can think of two greater performances. Top of your head, silver and gold. <laughs> uh, one sport that got a lot of attention in this Olympics was, of course, the pentathlon. I know you're both big fans and big pentheads. <laughs> now, one thing that got a lot of attention is have a look at these team photos from Great Britain, and these are just something else entirely. They got a gun in there as well as part of it. In these... They look like five people interpreting the dress code smart casual. <laughs> well, the horse, if we can put that back up for a second, if you look, the horse is the only one that looks sort of ashamed to be in the photo. <laughs> well, the horse, that, great. That's a Japanese horse and it won silver. <laughs> the other thing was the pentathlon was in the news because German coach Kim Reisner, here's a picture of her here, she was sent home for punching a horse uh, the horse Saint Boy was refusing to go over the jumps, so she punched it. Now, that's not great. Um, we've been... <laughs> just are you sure that you want that on the record? <laughs> you think about it, if you're the head of the German Olympic Committee had to go to a media conference to put it on record that Germany is against this, and you think about it, we have been on air a month. This is our second someone punching a horse yeah. story already. At so this, At this point, you've got to start blaming the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you, just this anti-horse. So if we, if I can just say, don't punch horses. It's okay. it's a sim. I, I shouldn't have to say this, but I think we're here now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now it was also announced on Sunday that soccer superstar Lionel Messi is going to leave Barcelona. He's been there 21 years. He's earned a billion dollars, and they couldn't in that time they couldn't fit him under the salary cap. So, <laughs> which is said now. You can't imagine how emotional this has been over there. Uh, the commentators have been emotional. Messi. 
¿Cómo se firmó ese contrato? ¿De qué hablaban? Y ha mentido la afición. Y esa afición... Ya es que soy un, ex, un exaltado. No ha salido nadie a la calle. Nadie a la calle. Y que se fue Messi. Oh, I love it. You say I'm an overreactor? Like, it couldn't occur to him. It's Barcelona's Alan Jones, I think. Yeah. I think. Do you think Bruce McAvaney watched that going, oh, I could have really turned it up during the Olympics? Uh, it was also an emotional time for Lionel Messi. Well, when you're traded to the Mariners, it is a, <laughs> it is a sad time. Usually when I leave a place, people are smiling, not crying. So. Just quickly, Titus, on Monday night there was an AFL game in Perth that was delayed. See how they're playing and know what's happened over the last month. We're stopping. Month. Lightning. There's going to oh, be some wow. lightning, so we're going to stop. Okay, so... There's lightning, so we're going to have to stop. Well, I think there might be lightning, yeah. so we're going to have to stop. <laughs> well, that game had 15 minutes to go. It was delayed half an hour. Um, but this isn't the weirdest reason something's been delayed, a sporting event. We've had one where it was up against a cheese festival, the Frome Cheese Festival. So it was an yeah. FA Cup match and they went, we just can't go up against the cheese festival. And they <laughs> move they move the actual match away from it, which I, I support fully. <laughs> You're, you're a Melbourne sporter. You were at the Cheese Festival. <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a break. Thanks, Titus O'Reilly. Back at more on the other side of this. Seats, and I think we managed to get a translator out to Lionel Messi's emotional press conference. Today there are 12 new cases of COVID-19. <laughs> Mind you, no one was more emotional this week than the Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce. Now, I, 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 like, I like going to the movies and I can't, I can't, but, I can't but always um, remember Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes, the aviator. But yeah, Howard Hughes, the aviator, but the Labor Party got Albo the advocator. Yeah, the, great, the great advocator, the great ideas man, the great ideas man straight from the pool room. Deputy In fact, Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister needs to resume his seat. In the member's bar. Uh... <laughs> you could tell he sat down and went, crushed it. <laughs> hey, heading overseas, a UK Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is on tour in Scotland, where he's been warmly welcomed. Boris Johnson is not necessarily the most popular politician in Scotland, to put it mildly. Or to put it bluntly. He is the most useless person I have ever had the misfortune to. To or to put it really bluntly. Okay. Okay, that's. And that's the Deputy Prime Minister, so. Boris refused to meet with Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, who was surprised by the move. Nicola Sturgeon said she didn't feel snubbed, but the decision not to meet face to face was odd. Coming from a woman toasting marshmallows in formal wear. <laughs> what? <laughs> Still, Boris Johnson managed to meet with some Scots. The Prime Minister met Scottish police officers in the cam of Tully Allen. But the next time he'll come face to face with them... Is aerobic Scots style? What was that? <laughs> Meanwhile, Barnaby met with some Scotch, so... Um... Hey, just, just going back to those police officers, Alan Jones was right about the Jane Fonda variant, because... <laughs> You've just got to be careful. Boris did meet with another world leader this week. Yeah, so that is the Belarusian opposition leader, Mel. Right. And you, 
I thought she was from Big Brother VIP. <laughs> well, we didn't recognise her, so she might be. <laughs> but no, that is the Belarusian opposition leader, and you know your country's a mess when a single woman feels safer with Boris Johnson than in her own country. <laughs> things are just not good there. Let's go to the US now, where things are looking up. This past week, the most vaccinated state in America, Vermont, has seen just five new cases. Five. Five in a week, that's pretty good. Per day. <laughs> okay, not as good. For every 100,000 people. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. That means on any given day, only 30 people <laughs> in the entire state of Vermont got COVID 19. From five a week to 30 a day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Staying in the US, this week was Barack Obama's 60th birthday party with a celebrity guest list. All the Big Brother VIPs. Um, <laughs> the party caused a bit of controversy. The single biggest thing that has undermined our efforts to make a, the, the American people understand we're in the fourth wave is President Obama's decision to hold a birthday bash with 400 people. He needs to cancel it and have a um, a beer and a personal pan pizza at home with his wife. Well, I got some breaking news for you. He's done just that. Only family and friends. He scaled it back considerably for this weekend. Well, so he needs to cancel it. Senator, thank you for your time. So that's a, a no to the personal pan pizza. Uh... That is a great Barnaby Joyce impression, by the way. That is, that is amazing. But by far the biggest international story, Mel, of the last two weeks, the Olympic Games. Well, in a Cheap Seats exclusive, we managed to get in touch with 24 Olympians to share the Olympics and quarantine highlights. My most memorable moment in Tokyo was definitely when we crossed the line. Pulling on the Australian singlet. Taking in the vibe at the village. We are Olympians. Winning this. Winning one of these. His name's Gerald. Best thing about being here in quarantine has been catching up with some new friends that I've made. Good away, everyone. You can get away with wearing your underwear pretty much all day. Not having to wake up to alarm. I'm ready for a snooze. Play around in bed a lot without copping too much stick for being it. Being lazy and not feeling guilty is such an awesome feeling for me. We've got all our Howard Springs neighbours here. I'm keeping myself occupied by doing a bit of Lego and reading books. Walking up and down a thousand times. Got a little mini golf set up. Having a look at this every now and then. Planning my wedding. Staring out the window at the snow. I am playing a lot of PlayStation. Making these little key rings, which I do actually sell. I have a treadmill in my room that's been able to keep me quite occupied. <laughs> when I get home, I'm going to give my fiancé Dan a big cuddle and kiss. And... Yes, that's all. Just hug my husband. <laughs> Celebrate with family and friends. Give my family a huge hug. Pick out my little pug dog. Been missing my pooch a lot. Mr. Tobias, fluffy butt. Mama's coming home. Eating a stat burger. Yeah, a back of a... roast my mum makes or a stir fry from my surf life saving club. Have a beer with your friends. Have a surf with all my mates. Thanks for all your support. Thank you. Woo! Thanks for all the support, guys. We really, really appreciate all Australia being behind us. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Back to Glory the Cheap Seats, right after this. We're back, you're on the Cheap Seats. And thanks for all your feedback. You can get in touch with us on our socials below. If it's nice. Um, we got this message from a fan. Congratulations on what you've done over the years and what you continue to do. You do a wonderful job. Everybody appreciates it. And please... Keep it up. Yeah. Enjoy the day. You thoroughly deserve it. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. Never a good sign when a star of another network wants us to keep doing the show. Uh, <laughs> not good. Uh, before we go, the age-old rule of journalism is to not make the story about yourself. So 2020 was the year Britain became a streaming nation with traditional broadcast TV, something for older people, and set to decline. But is this a permanent change? <laughs> for this reporter this week who got given a big word he couldn't quite nail. Partners from Gunnison uh, Lake City, uh, the Gunnison Valley Observatory, and the Black Canyon Astronomical... Astronomy... <laughs> Astronomy... <laughs> Society, just to name a few. <laughs> Didn't even name one. Um... Hey, moving on now to a major announcement now from an Australian icon. Wagga's much-loved snake man Tony Davis is ready to retire. Wagga's much-loved snake man is retiring. <laughs> That was my Tinder bio, but um, <laughs> snake catching, Mel, it's a very dangerous job. I've been in hospital three times with a brown snake. I was bitten by an inland taipan snake, and it unfortunately killed me, as you can see on the back. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Um, that's, and... the, that's the power of AstraZeneca. Um... <laughs> construction continues, although I think this tradie forgot his tools. This rebuild in its early stages with months of work ahead to restore this shattered community. Katie Stevenson, One News. That's the block New Zealand, so um, <laughs> we haven't got power drills yet. Uh, back to sport now, and we can all agree athletes just got raw physique, coordination, just like this Warriors player. Incidents today where you just... What do you do with a liability oh, like that? Oh, oh my oh. God. <laughs> Brilliant today. Oh, just give him okay? Tired legs. Not, a, not enough to oh, look for the slow motion replay. The Here he goes again. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's all we've got time for. We'll see you right here next week. Yeah, the team suits.